Now, brought to you by Olive Tree Bible Software. Read, study, anywhere. www.olivetree.com Coming to you live, but not really live, from Gut Check World Headquarters in the capital city of a boxing glove-shaped state, and Gut Check South Command, deep in the belly button above the buckle of the Bible belt, it's the Gut Check Podcast with your hosts, Ted Cluck and Zach Bartles. Hey, welcome to the Gut Check Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always by Zachary Bartles. Uh, Zach, seems like it's always a, a couple of weeks in between these, man, and I always look forward to them. This is not, uh, this is not a job. This is not like work. Um, well, and you know, for me, I don't know about you, Ted, but I, it's not an issue for me because every other week we're doing this and then every other week I'm doing my uh, new podcast with Stephen L. Trogi, so. Oh, good, man. Now let's talk about your format for your new podcast with Trogues. <laughs> the, the new podcast, <laughs> is, is it sort of just the two of you talking about like two or three topics in, in which case it would be really unique. You know? No, no, what it is, is it's, it's just brainstorming. It's like talking about stuff we, that we're going to do. Uh-huh. And then we'll talk about it again one more time, like on the next episode, and then we just don't do it. And then not do any of it. And then we, then we move on to another thing. Dude, that sounds amazing. It sounds amazing to give the audience sort of some insight into that and what that must feel like and the excitement that you must have over it. It's called Brainstorming with Trogues. In fact, actually, it, it goes in like a three-week uh, cycle where it's like really excited yeah, and then kind yeah. of excited and then just sort of like, eh, eh, dude, the and then like one. radio silence for a month. Like you don't hear yeah, there's anything. No, there's, there's no podcast for a whole month. Right, right. And then you come back a month after that and there's a podcast, but it's a completely new format. <laughs> but let me ask you something, Ted, since I've told you about this now. Sure. Are, are you and I going to get in a fight? Dude, I, oh, we are. I'm going to get very <laughs> angry. <laughs> that was. And of course, for the listeners who, for like the listener who doesn't also listen to Happy Rant, uh, I'm referencing, uh, the the on air smackdown uh, from I don't know probably four or five eps back because I'm always way behind on that one uh, about <laughs> about the trogs oh that was so fun I listened to it twice dude I think it was fun because it was like a rare moment of like true authenticity between me and Big R yeah 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 where like he wasn't guarded in politic and I wasn't like I didn't have my like friend hat on you know I was just completely uh, completely open. No one shortened any words for like 40 minutes. It was crazy. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it was. It was crazy. No abbreaving. <laughs> when we get mad, we say in the entirety of words. <laughs> it's like when you call someone by their middle name, too, when, when like a mother's mad. Yeah. You know, like saying someone's full name. You were saying the full words. Like Ronald James Martin. I can't believe you for doing a, <laughs> for doing a podcast with trogues like every other person in my life. <laughs> Including Johnny Heft, who I wrote to school with in 1993. At least you know it will be short-lived is the thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, at least I know it won't go anywhere. Exactly. <laughs> have you have you come across it because I even looked for it and I couldn't find it. Dude, I I did come across like one app and I listened to it. You'll like this. I listened to it only because uh I wanted to hear what the intro music was like. <laughs> was it Dude, it was. It was no, it was a version was... of that. Dude, it wasn't <laughs> went 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 exactly, but it was like it was, it was net, another net, like, blues guitar riff. Oh my gosh. Like I imagine Trogue sitting down with his little with his guitar and his amp and his his uh, little recording device and laying down a little track for it. Wait a minute, did Trogues like record that, dude? I think. Oh, I feel a little bad now for mocking dude, in my, it in so my mind's eye. It was always Trogues in a little home studio, like in a basement, you know, like a like in a room with drywall, but the drywall wasn't yet painted. You know what I mean? <laughs> With like a with a sad like Formica desk and a computer. Formica. Formica. Holy crap! I just got a text from you know who. 
from Trogues? Yes. Dude, would you read it on the air? Would you live read it? I'm live reading it right now. I haven't I haven't even read it, but here I go. Do you have go. any desire to write a piece about the joys of a small church? It would be a good contrast to all the mega churches. I'm going to write back. Yes, sure. Dude, that sounds nice, actually. Uh, all kidding aside, I actually really like that guy. And uh, I, I'm even though it's often short-lived, flash-in-the-pan stuff, I'm often jealous of the passion he has about stuff that he's doing. Like, yeah. I don't have as much as he does. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell that you don't share that sentiment. I don't. I think you have plenty of passion, baby. I do. I do. You know what? I, I think you're selling yourself short. I think you're trying to be nice. But, I think but in fact, right. I think... I think you believe deep down that you have every bit as much passion as Trokes. And then he just wrote back, do it, with three exclamation points. Nice. That feels like microaggression, you know? That's nice, baby. That's nice, though. You know what? He's just trying to make sure that... I think he's trying to kind of, like, encircle you, like circle maker you. Yeah. So that any any which way you look, you're looking at someone in your life who's kind of semi in the pocket of Trokes. Dude, mission accomplished. I mean, every, everybody I know is semi in the pocket of Trokes. <laughs> I'm right in the middle of a circle, just looking at trogues everywhere I look. Hey, man, we've got a few topics here, but before we before we get to them, I wanted to ask you this. Yeah. How's the uh, diet and the energy and all that stuff? How's that going? Baby, it's uh, it's it's leveling off a little bit. I no longer feel like I want to die, which is good. Um, <laughs> and I'm I'm kind of getting used to it. All, all, all kidding aside, man, I'm getting used to the diet. I'm losing a bunch of weight, man. I'm look I'm looking and feeling better. Um. I have to admit, like, I still miss the joy of, of food decadence, like, uh, especially at night. Is it, at night, like, after the kids go down, I don't know how you and Aaron are, but, like, me and KK, man, we used to just, like, go crazy at night when the kids would go Ice down. Ice cream. Was, oh, dude, yeah, it was like a celebration every evening, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and I'm going to be honest, I really liked that. Like, that was really fun, and I, I looked forward to it each and every day. And um, now that that's gone, I really, I, I really do still miss that. What are the um, odds that you're going to continue this, um, you know, for months, plural? And what are the odds that you guys are going to, like, have one cheat night where you go out to a nice restaurant and that's just going to be the straw that, that crushes the spine of the camel and brings you back to... Dude, now, now see, I've already had a couple of cheat nights, actually. And um, and I think I told you about one on the air the where queso, I had, yeah. like... Well, the queso, that, that was just, like, an accidental little thing, but... We we had one a couple of weeks ago where I went to like my favorite Mexican restaurant here in town and just went buck wild, man. I just went crazy. Oh, I didn't hear about that. And dude, like I've I've never done cocaine, but <laughs> but sure. it felt like what it would feel like to do cocaine. You know what I mean, dude? I was so up, I was so high and happy off that meal, uh-huh. and like I woke up the next day feeling full and happy still. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it reminded me like this is how I used to feel in my old life when I ate whatever I wanted, <laughs> happy and satisfied all the time. Um, but yeah, believe it or not, that didn't, that didn't like break the diet. So, uh, so I've been back on and, and yeah, we, we, we cheat every once in a while. And I, I think that actually helps that, that makes you feel like you can keep doing it. You know, dude, speaking of, uh, the queso, did you see the thing yeah. on Twitter? Dude? Yeah. What, uh, I, I, he sent it to me. I think that was ruddy, right? Yeah, I think it was ruddy. The, 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 uh, <laughs> there was two things. One was the queso on a bike. Yeah, still queso on a bike. Yeah, yeah, that was great. <laughs> that was hilarious. And then the other one was uh, someone made the five love languages. Um, yeah, it may have also been Ruddy. Ruddy, maybe Ruddy was like homesick, and he was. Uh, Dude, let me just say this about our fans, man. We have the best fans in the world. If you haven't done so already, uh, go to gutcheckpress.com slash. Um, what is it? Is it army, army or yeah. gutcheck? Yeah, gutcheckpress.com slash army. Join the gutcheck army. Get some free stuff. Uh, like. 
or follow. What is that on Twitter? What it's do you do on following Twitter? on Twitter? You're going to find out soon, actually, Ted. Uh, okay. It is follow on Twitter. And uh, I think that's more important because we have tons and tons of people in the gut check army, but we yeah. still have kind of an embarrassing number on Twitter. And it may be because we almost never, ever tweet. Yes, that could be it. That <laughs> could, hey, there there uh, could be a correlation between never tweeting and not getting any Twitter followers. <laughs> I'm no social mean... media. I'm no Michael Hyatt over here. Like, <laughs> I haven't done all the research like like one Mr. Hyatt. You're not but, calling uh, in from the uh, the princess cruise line or whatever that was. Dude, exactly. The whatever not sad cruise line that was. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, look at it this way: we're not going to be gumming up your your feed with a whole bunch of tweets. We're going to be under the radar. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So so run, don't walk to uh, to the gut check podcast page on Twitter. Follow us. Uh, we may tweet more the more followers we get. I think there will be there will be more impetus, Zach, for us to tweet. And um, and by us, I mean you. Um, <laughs> now, Zach. Uh, I want to transition us into uh, a couple of projects that we're both working on. But first, I want to talk about uh, some travel that you had recently. And and maybe I can set this up and try to explain it, try to ask a couple of questions. But uh, as far as I can see it, um, are we allowed to mention this guy by name? Are you talking about Cliff Graham? Yes, I'm talking about Cliff Graham. Let's let's mention him. So we have this friend, and if you're if you're a longtime follower of the show, you know Cliff, you know who Cliff is, you know his backstory, you know the sort of uh intricacies of the relationship that he has with both of us and with us together as a as a as a company as it were uh but cliff is ex-military cliff is uh is the sort of guy that if you went to his house uh and you asked uh, nicely for a glass to get a, a glass of water and you walked over to the sink and you turned the sink on like pure testosterone would come out <laughs> like you you would you would fail a steroid test after having been at cliff's house this is how masculine this guy is or, or you, after a hug with him Right. And do you know how I know this? No. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm asking. I'm not, yeah, I'm, not okay. being, I'm not being cute. I'm asking, <laughs> like, I know this because I've watched videos of that Cliff has made of himself, like, stalking through the countryside with a bow, like, like tracking his prey. And his I've prey is this. probably people. His prey is probably people, but I've seen how, how uh, uh, menacingly he tracks his prey. All right? <laughs> so this is the guy that we're talking about. And Zach Cliff has uh, a group, a collective, um, where he does training uh, for people to go into third world type environments and uh, try to shut down the sex trade. Am I right about this? Yeah. Okay. And um, in, the, in the, this training, though, takes place here in the States, and it seems like guys who are interested in, in this fly in, and then you're subjected to a series of, uh, of, of tests of endurance and, uh, and strength and it seems almost like you know how the, like the Detroit Tigers would have fantasy camp down in Lakeland, Florida, and you like fly down and you get a you get a uniform and a locker and you get to go hit like fastballs off of uh, uh, you know some ex pitcher from the Tigers. This this strikes me as like kind of like badass fantasy camp. You know what I'm saying? Okay, I could see that. You did this recently, so I want you to talk us through what you can talk us through about it. What was it like? How did it feel? Etc. I would say that it was uh, more like one quarter. The kind of uh, you know testing, seeing who who you know is definitely not going to go to the next level and actually be part yeah. of some of this stuff, and yeah. and mostly it was training, okay. really intense, nonstop training, um, and honestly, dude, I I expected and I know you were hoping there would be it would be kind of tongue in cheek, like <laughs> let me tell you the hilarious stuff 
honestly, there was very little that was that was uh, funny for two reasons. One, no, for three. One is there was just so much to learn and do that I didn't even have time to be observational and kind of yuck yuck about it. Two mm-hmm. is it was so insanely fun and awesome. And yeah. three is that it was mixed in with uh, a lot of really sobering stuff. I mean, we we yeah. were in San Antonio, and uh, so so we get there. And let me tell you this: the whole thing is predicated on the idea that it's training, but it's also uh, sort of a simulated mission, yeah. uh, such that the place we're staying is very very similar to a place that they stay in one of these Central American countries. Yeah, uh, and and to also to say that like the the moment to moment. Uh, 24 hours a day was really kind of uh, nerve-wracking because you didn't know what was going to happen. How many guys are we talking about? How many uh, gentlemen were there at this thing? We had one of the smallest groups he's ever had, and it was like half a dozen of us. Okay. Yeah. One one being a woman, which no I kidding. thought was interesting. I, it really really surprised me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then when he explained why, it made perfect sense. They need the women to be able to go in and make the contact and, and sure. learn the stuff to tell the authorities. Sure, sure. Um, so it was it was wild. I, I wish I could tell the stories of, of stuff that happened, but the reason that I'm not going to is because I think some gut check guys need to get involved in this, and it would it would if I told you exactly what happened and we got it out there, it would ruin you know some of the effectiveness of of the training. Absolutely, um, we did do stuff like um, you know you're kidnapped and snap the you know f- different ways to break the zip ties and stuff. I think a lot of uh, I think some of it not a lot of it some of it was. Just to kind of make people re- realize this is there's some danger to this, you know. We shot a lot of guns uh, that you'd find in the third world just so that people were used to the you know seeing them and knew how they yeah, worked yeah. and how they could be safely handled. Because everyone yeah. down there, of course, you know, there's guns everywhere. Um, sure, guys sure. standing on the corner with an AK-47 and stuff. And of yeah, course, yeah. I sent you the picture of of Cliff and I uh, holding the what I would have called an assault rifle until I got yelled at for doing that because. These. Wait, now why did you get yelled at? That's what I would call it. Well, these rifles don't assault anyone. That's a liberal media term and all this stuff. Oh, that. You see, the missing piece of all this, Ted, is that Cliff did a very small amount of the actual training and stuff. Okay. Um, Cliff was there, and then his friend, a guy named Jeff, who had been a cop for years and years, had been in the military, had been in you know Afghanistan and doing all this stuff, had been an army medic, a police medic, a paramedic. Um, he, he kind of like, I mean, this guy made Cliff seem just like a regular guy. I mean, it was, it was, this guy was, if you want a picture, as I tell you about this guy, what he looks like, uh, are you familiar with the actor, uh, Timothy Oliphant? No, but I I can, in my studio, I can access an image of him. Do that a minute and have a look and you're going to go, Oh, that guy. He's from uh, justified, which is one of my favorite shows ever. Oh yeah. Here I'm, I'm accessing the, the image. Isn't it amazing we live in the day and age where you can have a studio that has the capability? Dude, I feel like my studio is so like technologically forward. You know what I mean? I almost feel bad like bragging about it. Are there buttons and just like lights on the walls? Just Dude, there's buttons. There's looping. lights on the wall. Yeah, <laughs> all kinds of things just beeping and flashing at me all all the live long day. Yeah, I, I know this guy. Sure. So so imagine that guy, but more beefed up and like square jawed and like just Dude, awesome. How could the jaw be more square than this it, guy? It can somehow. Dude. Yeah, this guy has the squarest jaw. Yeah, we're talking women want him, men want to be him. Like, like Dude, my wife's so funny tired that you of hearing say about that this because guy. I, I literally said that that little phrase. I've said it twice today out loud. Really? Women want him, men want to be him. Were you talking about like, yourself or, or like bragging? Or were you talking about? Uh... 
No, I was actually. You know what I was talking about? James Spader as Raymond Reddington. Oh yeah. yeah I don't. Know, he, I don't think women want him. He's kind of a creepy guy. Dude, but if he, it seems like in the show, women are wanting him. You know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. If I was a woman, I would want him. Is that weird? That's a little. I mean, it's a tiny bit weird. But that's. Yeah. Over, I mean, I can overlook it. I know what you mean. It's weird, but yet I feel completely comfortable saying it. If that makes sense. <laughs> Because of how true it is. <laughs> oh man! So let me tell you something. I know you want some of the funny stuff, dude. Yeah, you know what? You know what though? Can I? Can I admit something? Go for it. I knew that you weren't going to be tongue in cheek about it. Really? I knew that you were going to get down there and think it was awesome. Like I just knew. I knew it was going to be awesome. Well, it, yeah. I mean, it really was awesome. And I could have seen a thousand scenarios in which this was like, oh, give me a break. Yeah. I kind of expected it to be like uh, you. You wrote a book about a guy. And who who does this sort of thing like somewhat somewhat like this for missionaries yeah. and yeah. certain aspects of that struck me as a little goofy. Yeah, uh, nothing about this struck me as goofy. We went on a. Uh, uh, Dude, can I ask you a serious question though before you get into like the stories? And I want to hear all this. Hit me. Just conceptually, like, do you think? Because I told KK about it, and she was like, "Wow, that sounds just crazy. It sounds really unsafe to bring a bunch of like." amateurs down and like give them guns and and have them kind of doing all this stuff like do you do you feel like it's safe do you feel like it's good it's productive like to have you know these non-military battle situation like guys like doing this stuff there wasn't really any battle situation it was really controlled at the shooting range like right one right, round but in real in, life, finger know. off the trigger everyone's yeah. face i mean it's very controlled yeah. um i i it, it was it didn't feel safe but i think that was intentional Sure, sure, it was sure. supposed to simulate kind of the low level of kind of just nerves and you can't sleep and that you'd yeah. have when you're 48 hours, uh, yeah. whether it was at you know one of the motorcycle rallies they work at or what, you know in, in sure. wherever Peru where they're not allowed to yeah. go back to for a while. Do yeah. the stories. Here, here's like the thing, that. Cliff Graham. You know how we joke and 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 haha about the the persona. Absolutely, one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> Mine too. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, and I think he thinks it's fun too. But in my mind, dude, there's hardly any daylight between like the persona and and like the guy. I mean, this dude's been in the Marines and the Army. He's been through the police academy because he's been a, a a cop. He's been um, j- just like the number of things that that he's done that he hasn't talked about. And like the time that he was texting us, like kind of ha ha. I had Colombian like hitmen after me. Uh-huh. I heard Jeff tell the story, and like that's true. Like, like huh. it was it was a, a real thing. And this guy, he wouldn't joke about that. He wouldn't. He wouldn't. Uh, Guys exaggerate. like that don't typically have a sense of humor about about this stuff. And baby, I don't want to talk about Cliff Graham. I want to talk about you. Okay. I want to. I want to. <laughs> this isn't Cliff Graham's show. This is your show. This is your radio program. If it was wanna, Cliff Graham's show, then Kevin Max from. Uh, Kevin Max would be, talks would be singing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, exactly. He, he, Kevin Max would be singing. You and I wouldn't even be on it. So. Uh, so. <laughs> I want you to tell me a story about like something something awesome that you did down there. Um, well, if I'll, you can, I'll, I mean, I know you're not at liberty to talk about like at length about all of it, but <laughs> you know, it's a need to know basis is really yeah, what it yeah. is. It does the audience need to know? I mean, that's the thing. Dude, what, what, one thing that was nuts was we went on like a quote field trip into yeah. San Antonio. Yeah, and and sat in a van outside of a number of places where underage girls are available. You know, right now. Unbelievable, if, man. if you fit in and know how to walk up to the door and, and ask for them, uh, sure, sure. that was really harrowing, horrible thing. Yeah, no doubt, man. Um, it, you know, it, there there was all sorts of. Uh, see, it, I'll tell you what. A lot of people uh, touched Cliff's balls. No kidding. Yeah, uh, because we were we were trained in this like tactical medicine. Like we had like nine hours straight of this like uh, they called it a dirt medicine. Like you don't have 
any real stuff around how do you like if someone's in a third world country or, or somewhere far away from a, a hospital and their lung is punctured or whatever, use like a, a cigarette wrapper or something to to keep wow. them alive long enough. It was it was really it was fun because it was so far removed from reality. Dude, right. It sounds like the ultimate, like interesting, like educational, but totally escapist kind of thing where and for a writer. I, I mean, it's just dude, right for a writer, but pure gold. I mean, I think you probably enjoyed this for the same reasons that I enjoy, like, you know, playing semi-pro football or whatever. It's just so removed from real life. It's it's the ultimate kind of escape. Right, like a window into – which is ironic because I think it was meant to be the opposite of escapism. Like, uh, right, this, right. Is, this is something that might really happen on, you know, yeah, with this sure. stuff. What about the balls? What happened with the balls? Um, so so we're, we're all checking each other, doing yeah. these, the, this assessment of, you know, if someone's hurt badly and they're laying there to figure right. out what's wrong. Right. Uh, and, and you're having and to you, start. And you start in the most important place if someone's balls are. <laughs> I realize you're bleeding to death from the chest, but I'm going to start here. I'm going to work my way up. <laughs> oh, man. It had to do with uh, if you wanted to put a tourniquet, if you had to put a tourniquet on their leg, finding the spot like, that's bleeding. Right there. That's true. Dude, yeah, we saw yeah. we saw a picture in a PowerPoint uh-huh. uh, of, of someone bleeding. And it yeah. was like a uh, you know beyond the rated R because they usually don't sure. show the dude's full frontal. And yes. I, you know how you get that swimmy head, and yeah. the sound around you gets quieter. Yes, that happened yeah. to me, man. I'm looking at we watched a video of a guy bleeding to death, and, I, and mm-hmm. until he was dead, and I'm like, okay, that was that was interesting, horrible but interesting. Uh, yeah, it had a point to it. And then yeah. he shows that picture, and I'm like, oh, I'm out. I'm yeah. almost out. I'm gonna yep. I'm gonna pass out. Yeah. Now, if you if you had passed out, would you have failed the 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 field readiness exam. I, I, I believe mean, I probably would have been yeah tossed to the to the curb tossed there. To the curb. Yeah. Wow. I'm I'm glad you didn't pass out, baby. But I, <laughs> you know what, I might have just just for a little bit of context. And this is gonna, uh, I Cliff would not even want me for the program because of this. When when my wife KK had her nose pierced, um, the the kind of CD tattoo parlor guy used a very long needle, mm-hmm. and I nearly passed out watching him pierce her nose with a needle oh boy so yeah so so just to make you feel better i, th- I think i would not have survived through the uh through the shot balls powerpoint that, that you had to to go through you know what i did i was wearing a cap a baseball uh-huh. cap and i just yeah. kind of like i looked at the picture <laughs> and then i yeah. dipped my head just enough so that i was staring at the underside of the bill of the cap <laughs> yeah dude you were like daffy duck in the cartoons where he like pulls his bill over the rest of his face <laughs> <laughs> As a, as a means of dealing with things that he can't deal with. When I was in the foster home, my hair was my room. Remember that? The office? <laughs> yeah, um, I love it. That, that was horrifying. Uh, uh, and, I mean, there, there was, it was nonstop. I couldn't even begin to tell you. It was, it was like three days, but it, we all on the way out of town were like, we feel like we've known each other now for like a month, and it I literally bet. feels like this has been like definitely weeks, not Dude, days. Dude, what, what was the sort of... Uh, demographic makeup of the rest of the room. I mean, uh, the rest all of the- various, anything you can imagine old yeah. guy, which by the way is apparently really useful because that's the kind of profile of the guys who actually go on these like sex tours and stuff. Okay, um, sure. So they legitimize the group. Um, okay. really, really like tough guy, hipstery tattooed oh, yeah. up giant yeah. beard, bald guy. Sure. Um, the, the the young lady uh, who by the way like encountered Cliff and uh, decided to like change her life and like abandon her career and and try and use her whole life to like getting women out of the out, out of slavery it, it just wow. wild stuff that um, is wild 
all over, you know, blue collar, white collar, uh, yeah. Pennsylvania, Florida, Michigan, and California. Wow, that's um, awesome! Yeah, it was, it was, awesome. it was, it was wild. And, Dude, and, truly, man. All, all, all. Irony aside, man, this sounds like a great thing. Now, how would how would our audience like? How would people in the Gut Check Army get involved if they wanted to? Is there like a website for this, or they just actually shoot shoot an uh, email to uh, author at cliffgram dot com, and, and he would talk to you. And he and he is looking for more people. Um, tell him I referred you. Uh, and, yeah, and yeah. I get ten points on my man card. Yes, exactly. And there is an actual probably man card that you get. Um, <laughs> It's made out of distressed, distressed wood. It's actually made out of the skin of his enemies. It's made out of the skin of his enemies. You wear it around your neck like a necklace. Also, man, there was along the lines of ha ha, and then I got yeah. kind of yelled at. I was like, oh, yes, the baggies of bullets, because I told you about the, the yeah, Ziploc yeah, yeah. baggies of bullets. Sure, yes. Uh, and, and and that was, what was the thing we had been laughing about and texting about. Right, uh, right, like right, a, right. a big, like, gallon-sized Ziploc zip with the person's uh-huh. name written on it. Like, Bill. Dude, was there one of those for you? There like, was. It said Zach. And then inside was, you know, <laughs> six more Ziploc, like the, the sandwich-sized bags with, like, the, the different <laughs> calibers. And, and one of them had a sandwich and a juice box in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I go, dude, it's the baggies of bullets. And I start laughing. And Jeff goes, uh, yeah, I was up long into the night last night uh, putting those together. And I'm like, oh, I'm an idiot. I'm a jerk. Yeah, yeah, Thank you funny. for and you're like, I was laughing at something else. Yeah. There, there's something else funny here in my office. I was reading a Rachel Held Evans tweet is what happened. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> Dude, oh, and one more thing. Yeah. Uh, gut check reference. There were a few gut check references made. Like, we're watching this really serious slideshow right before we go out and start pretending that we've all been, like, gashed across the leg and punctured in the lung and everything. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. treating each other. By the way, sure. having a tourniquet put onto your leg to full strength so that it actually stops the blood. It actually sounds horrible. It's horrible. It leaves what they call the tourniquet tattoo, which is a very harsh, nasty bruise, and yes. your leg tingles for like two days. That sounds terrible, baby. But before all that, there was a yeah. slide that happened. To, like, this guy is also a consultant. He teaches SWAT teams from across the country. He yeah, teaches yeah. Uh, people this medicine stuff. He teaches all sorts of stuff. So he has all these yeah. you know shows and stuff. So one slide has a picture of a guy with no face, like a clip art guy. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of polygonal. Mm-hmm. And I go... Cliff, who's that? And he's like, <laughs> I know, man. It's Chaz Marriott. Oh, nice. And then nice. there was one other moment where where uh, after we did the Krav Maga, which, by the way, dude, was super fun. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Um, he – and I mean, I'll, and I don't think anyone was under the impression you're going to learn anything in three days that's going to turn you into something different. I think a yeah. lot of it was about him assessing us and just getting into our minds – if yeah, you yeah, do yeah. this, this isn't like the fun little mission trip where you go kayaking yeah. with the kid and then you go. Yeah, you know. it's not the vacation missions. Yeah, it's off. it's going to be yeah. an intense thing. But um, yeah. what was it? Oh, yeah. So he sits us down. He's like, OK, this is a lot of people's favorite part of this. And mm-hmm. he pulls out like 10 different kinds of zip ties, some paracord. You know what paracord is? No. It's like you see those. It's like a, like those douchebags have like a bracelet made out of it, like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, douchebag bracelet material. You could have just said that, and then I would know. (laughs) Well, you can take, like, that bracelet and turn it into, like, five feet of this stuff, and it's super strong. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And there was a few other things that were sort of like that. And Uh I looked at Cliff, and I go, dude, are we going to have an advanced lashing, like, tactical lashing class? Dude, tactical lashing. He's like, we absolutely we are. That's it amazing. Was awesome. It was it was beyond awesome, and that was my favorite part as well. It, it was yeah, of it was course. great. I bet, you, I bet you really shone in the in the lashing <laughs> portion of the of the trip. Did you not? I think I. And I'll let me tell you this, and you you yeah. tell me if you think I'm in my own head or what. Okay. I yeah. didn't think I was the star pupil at any of this yeah. stuff. 
Okay. There, there were guys. There was a CrossFit guy there and stuff. And oh, there, those guys are insufferable. But I felt like I was in like the top twenty uh, percentile Dude, uh, in just about everything, and that may have just been the fact that I'm kind of cocky. But yeah. I, I gave it my all, which I think is an important thing with stuff like this. Dude, good for you. Of course, it's an important thing. I mean, why go if you're not going to give it your all? Right. You know? Yeah. Unless you're just unless you're just doing it either like because you want to prove that you're not a wuss or because you think it's you yeah. know you're gonna you're gonna have a story to tell or whatever. Yeah. It it, it was super awesome. Uh, author at cliffgram.com. If you have any interest, like you know, it, Ted, it's it, the weird thing was I was sitting there thinking I'm hearing these stories which were yeah. mind blowing, and yeah, I'm going yeah. I'm literally like on the on the path that ends with with being in these stories like. That's crazy. I don't know if you ever have moments where you sit there in your study or your office or whatever and mm-hmm. think like, there's so many issues in the world right now. Yeah. I'm taking care of my family. And, 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 and you know, you, with our reformed vocation doctrine, yeah. we're like, we're doing what we ought to be doing. We're living sure. at peace with everyone sure. as far as we're able. Yeah. But every once in a while, you, you watch the news and you're like, gosh, I wish I could do something about that. And I can't. Yeah. I can't do yeah. anything. If you're in the gut check army and you want to do something about one of the like worst plagues of society, like the the greatest proofs of the total depravity of man, right. drop an email and and see if this might be for you. It's it's wild stuff, dude. Yeah, man. All kidding aside, people should uh, people should do that. They should look into it. And and uh, you know, I, th- I think we've talked about this in the program. I mean, I. I feel threatened by Cliff, not because of his masculinity or any of this stuff, but because of his friendship, his proximity to you. Um, but but yeah, all those issues aside, man, people should people should totally do this if they, if they feel led. I mean, it's not for everybody. That's the um, thing. I and, and yeah, I, I like that they acknowledge that too. Yeah, it's yeah. I hate it when people are like, "How can you sleep at night?" When and and if you if you heard everyone with all of those pitches about all of the problems in the world, you'd blow your brains out, right? Because you would. You'd feel perpetually guilty about literally every single waking moment of your day not doing everything. But but yeah, we can't live like that, obviously. And I, I do think you know the Lord equips certain people for certain things, and and um, you know it's cool that there are people doing stuff like this. And I think, am am I right in saying a part of this training is it's geared toward finding out if you are in fact that person? Exactly. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And and no hard feelings if you go and then you're you're like, I can't do this, man. And he's like, good. I'm glad that I wasn't relying on you, you know, when we're in uh, Nicaragua or whatever. Exactly. Exactly. Let's lighten it up here. Let's talk about some other stuff. Let's do it, baby. Yeah. What do you want to talk about? I got some emails. Um, Okay. I want to read. I want to read this one. Oh, (laughs) Here's one that says, Ted and Zach, over Uh the past several months, I have been taking in some of the great things that you have put out. First, (laughs) I should tell of how I came across Gut Check. I came Uh across it by seeing Zach's traditionally published books on shelves in Christian bookstores, and they sounded interesting to me. So this is a little dated. You're you're, you're only going to find them maybe coming soon to a bargain table near you. Hey, Uh, well, you know, man. (laughs) You know what? The bargain table is further than most people get. (laughs) Uh, After... Checking out this website, I explored Gut Check and shortly thereafter purchased 42 Months Dry and the Gut Check Guide to Publishing. So this is one of the top 19, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. This guy's the best. Near the beginning of January. And Ted, get this. Over spring break, I'm currently in college. That means that it's possible for people in college to actually like go through the couch cushions and find enough money to buy a book. Absolutely. Which we've been led to believe is not the case. No, right. Yeah, the fact that that a college student, this is mind-blowing, you know. (laughs) My goodness. Uh, Over spring break, I read these two masterpieces and decided to explore more of your work. See, I like the the trajectory here. I love this. Yeah, this is a good arc for this young gentleman. Oh, here it goes. But due to college budget and required readings for classes that will be a long endeavor, I hope to purchase Mega by Chaz Marriott Mm -hmm. and Household Gods and or Finding God in the Dark. 
uh, in the somewhat near future. Which one do you recommend, nice. man? Uh, nice, baby. I would recommend, gosh, either of those. I, I'm going to say Household Gods because I wrote it with my lady, and, uh, and I feel like she did a great job. So there you go, Household Gods. However, over the past months, I turned into the tuned into the greatest show on the internet, none other than the Gut Check podcast. About four months ago, I got on the website and started at episode one, and as of today, I am up to date. It's like getting wow. up to date on your your tetanus shot and stuff, right? Dude, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like he has a little card that shows that he's up to date now. He can travel internationally now that he's he's listened to all our uh, all our radio programs. He can he can uh, you know snap out of uh, zip ties and and yeah. do advanced lashing too. Yeah. Dude, this guy needs to transfer from whatever college he's at and, and come to my college and study with me. Do that. You know what? That's We, we told you there would be no uh, moving people around in the gut check army, that it wasn't that kind of army, but we changed our it mind. It is that kind of army. Yeah. So if you're a listener and you're a college student, you need to you need to run, not walk to the registrar, <laughs> drop <registrar>. out. <laughs> the registrar's office. You need to drop out. <laughs> you need to tell the ombudsman why you're leaving. <laughs> The nature of your complaints <laughs> and then you need to enroll uh at, at my university where i teach and uh and study journalism with me so there there you go nothing more than that just that nothing more than that i mean we're not gonna ask more than that <laughs> only that you completely uproot yourself and and probably a great cost to you and your parents uh and come and study with me he goes on it was great to get some good laughs you know and now now that i'm reading out loud i realize this is super long but oh this is fun we'll, we'll power through is- the end uh, it was great to get oh. some good laughs in, hear reviews of interesting substances, energy drinks, and tacos, and hear the great dispensational thriller read by you two. Your oh. podcast is the perfect blend of hilariousness and dealing with life, as you did in episode 45, which I imagine was the downer episode. Dude, people love the downer episode. We should the be sad more often. Taco. Yeah, we should, exactly. <laughs> we were going to a couple of weeks ago, but then it passed. I Unfortunately, think. we cheered up. Yeah, unfortunately, we cheered up. So, uh, you know, it's it's the radio business's loss, but our gain, emotionally. <laughs> I was really excited to find that I was among the ranks of the few who had purchased the Gut Check Guide to Publishing. Yeah, you pat yourself on the back, man, because yeah, you're absolutely. one of the good ones. You're uh, one of them. You're one of them. You're one of them. Although I uh, hope those sales pick up soon. Yes, so do we. At any rate, it was great to listen to your podcast about two or three times per week. And my only regret is that I now have to wait a week or two for more laughs from the two of you. Mm. So thank Mm. you for being amazing guys, for being (laughs) hilarious, and for sharing that with the listeners in Christ. And he doesn't even go off on that. Like he doesn't even. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And I always feel yeah. weird about turning in Christ into like an in joke. So I'm glad he doesn't. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Matthew Barger. Dude, good old Matthew Barger, man. Matthew, wherever you are, you are the money. Uh, and we thank you for being such a loyal member of the Gut Check Army. What a guy, man. This guy's, uh, he's doing great work out there for the Gut Check Army. Ted, I want to talk about you now. Uh, and okay. uh, uh, not an experience that you had, but a couple of yeah. days experience that you're going to have. Up here in the boxing glove shaped state, mm. um, and I, here, here's the thing, man. If yeah. I would have realized that those Gettys tickets were going to limit <laughs> my ability to spend the full time that I could have spent on set at the, Baby, the filming, I know, man, I know. And you know, I want what I wanted to do is just yeah. uh, not go, but yes. I got to go. Yeah, I, 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 know, I bought man. the tickets. I wanted to, uh, you know, you told me a story once, and is it okay if I tell the story? If I don't, if I don't, in like. Well, I don't, I don't know what individual? story you're going to tell. So, uh, so, so I'll yeah, take that as a make, yes. 
maybe get into the story, and, and if I feel the need to shut it down, I'll, I'll, I'll do so. You were once backstage at a, a major evangelical conference <laughs> that you had spoken yep, yep, at, and yeah. there was a major evangelical figure near you. Yes. Uh, and the Gettys were playing, and the Gettys, yeah. frankly, I, if you don't love their music, I feel like you must be kind of dead. because even Dude, There's I, something wrong with you if you don't love their music. If you're not moved by their music. Even if you like, so like Pantera or you know whatever, hip-hop. Dude, I like Pantera. I like hip-hop, but I love the Gettys. You got to love, love the Gettys, right? Yeah. This guy loved the Gettys, and as yeah. they're coming down off their set, he says, like I'm going to go and <laughs> tell them they did a good job. Yeah, yeah. Walks up to Kristen Getty, who undoubtedly is exhausted and wanting to get back to her little kids and everything. Yeah, yeah. And like opens his mouth to speak and like holds uh-huh. out his hand for the handshake and gets yeah. big timed as she just <laughs> beelines past him. Dude, and, and that's not a story about Kristen Getty being a jerk. It was, oh, no. It was more just like, yeah, one of those funny like backstage things that happened wherein I think this guy thought at the time that he was Huge. maybe a little bit bigger deal than he was. <laughs> and, uh, and not so much to Kristen Getty. Yeah, but, no, uh, yeah, and, and honestly, I don't. I could see her doing that if if uh, she was exhausted or whatever to yeah. Alistair Begg or something, and oh, it, it course, wouldn't speak yeah, ill of her. Yeah. Dude, I'd no, like absolutely. to be big timed by by Kristen Getty. That would be an honor. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. But I kind of wanted to big time them by not going to their concert and just going to the Silverdome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and then the I, I responded in an in a affirmative way that you should go to the concert. And you then I, I gave a specific reason why, and you didn't respond. So I felt like I felt like maybe I'd gone too far in what I said. <laughs> right. All right, man. So tell us about this movie. We did talk a bunch about it last ep, but I yeah, want to yeah. you know, tell me a couple a couple things I didn't know. Tell me what I can okay, expect well, when I get on set. Tell me, tell me the, the latest. Yeah, the movie is called Silverdome. Uh, it's a full-length feature film. It's going to be a two-hour movie. We've got uh, we've got funding, a producer, a director, a cast. So everything is uh, everything is ready to roll with the film. Uh, we're shooting in the old abandoned Pontiac Silverdome in Detroit, which I'm super stoked about. Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful setting. Um, kind of an old American sports cathedral that's now sort of uh, in disrepair and falling down. So, <laughs> Ted, uh, the I movie was is... surprised at the fact that there was uh, the pictures. I got added as an admin yeah. on the uh, the w- Facebook page. There's yeah. nothing of the dome left. It's just all down on the ground, right? Dude, right. There's nothing of the there's nothing of the roof left. Yeah, the roof itself is all gone. It was a canvas roof, which at the time, uh, kind of in the 70s and 80s, this was state of the art like dome stadium technology. Um, it was an inflatable uh, canvas roof, but uh, but yeah, that's gone. A lot of the astroturf on the field is torn up and gone. Some of it's still there, but uh, yeah, just a beautiful and amazing setting for us to shoot in. And uh, yeah, if you haven't done so already, uh, go to facebook.com slash Silverdome Film or on Instagram at Silverdome Film. Uh, those are our two social media sites. You can see some pictures of the dome. Uh, you can see some pictures of the uh, unspeakably handsome Glenn Pakulak, who... Uh, who played in the NFL for nine years and is going to play the uh, the lead role in the film. So uh, I think he really connected with the character and, and some of the things that the character goes through. So uh, really, really stoked to have him. We've got Carmen Serrano from the show Breaking Bad. Uh, she is going to play Glenn's love interest in the film. And um, yeah, just couldn't be more excited about it. And as of now, as of today, when we're taping, uh, we're three days away from uh, from the shoot date. So we'll start rolling cameras in three days. And by the next, by the time this episode drops, we'll probably be uh, actually close to done with the filming. So, uh, pretty exciting, man. I'm stoked. What about the uh, the guy from Friday Night Lights and everything else in the world? Uh, yeah, is he in that, or not? 
that guy, man, we're still waiting to hear back on a, on a couple of small roles and a couple of big like celebrity cameos. So, um, so we don't, we don't have any of that lockdown yet. So I can't say, I can't say yes or no. It's sort of like your experience with Cliff. There's certain things you can't talk about. There you go. Um, certain things about this that I can't talk about, but I'm really excited to have, uh, you and Aaron onto the set for the afternoon. Uh, Aaron's going to take some beautiful baby still photographs of, uh, of the production. I, I feel like the Silverdome is just a photographer's dream. So she's going to have, uh, an amazing time with her camera there. And, um, and I think you'll have a great time too, man. Nice dude. When, when can people expect to actually see the movie? Is it going to be, I know it's a long process filming, yeah, post-production, yeah, filming editing. post-production, editing, music. Um, we have licensed a couple of Ronnie Martin tracks to go, uh, to go into the film. So, um, so we're excited about that. Wait a but, minute. Uh, you're, not kid- you're, you're kidding, right? No, I'm actually serious. Really? Yeah. Ronnie's got like a dozen side projects like bands with other names that are a little bit more sort of mainstream than the kind of Super Nintendo okay. you know, Moog, Moog type music. And there there are actually a couple of songs that really fit well thematically with what we're uh, with what we're trying to do. So I'm a little bit hurt that you didn't license any couch songs. Dude, I'm in I'm in some <laughs> high level talks with Couch, with some of the other members of Couch. I didn't want to come directly to you. I thought it might be a conflict of interest given our other our other business ventures together. But uh dude, it's it, if you can make a soundtrack with with a couch song, you know I, I think you've done something. So um, I, I feel I feel like a song about how hard high school is with like swim practice and the play coming up. And I feel like something like that would really, with this, the, the it would film, really yeah. connect. It would really land with our audience. You know? <laughs> oh no! I got swim. Practice. I got swim. I got swim practice today. <laughs> how am I gonna make it? I got homework at home. <laughs> Dude, now that I have now that I have a teenager in the house, my son's in eighth grade. Like he w- he will come home sometime and earnestly he'll talk about how busy he is, and he'll talk about how it's four o'clock, and he doesn't know how he's going to get everything done because he only has like an additional six hours before he goes to bed. <laughs> and uh, you just try to keep a straight face. Yeah, you try to keep a straight face and not mock, you know, <laughs> and not just laugh. But. Uh, yeah, that, that's where he's at, definitely. So, yeah, we're excited about the movie. Uh, check out the Instagram. Check out the Facebook. Like it. Follow it. Um, and check for updates on the film. I, I think we should have uh, everything ready to go for festivals by, uh, by the end of the year. So, uh, and we're, hoping to, we're t- hoping to show out at some festivals, get a little distribution, and uh, hopefully give people all over a chance to see the movie. Nice, dude. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll, so if you, if you go on that Silver Dome, you'll probably see pictures. If you go on that Facebook page... Yeah, pictures yeah, you'll of, see pictures of, of the dome, pictures of the cast, uh, and then it, maybe pictures of filming as it's as it's happening. Yeah, pictures of filming definitely as it's happening. So that'll be a fun uh, a fun little glimpse behind the the filmmaking curtain for people. Awesome. Yeah. Hey, before we do re-raptured here, I want to yeah. mention I had two different people email me. Yeah, uh, and and say that they are wondering how to access my sermons online. Oh yeah, sure. I know there's a lot of people who drive a lot and stuff. A lot, a lot yeah. of podcast people drive a lot, and that's why they're sure. podcast fanatics. Um, and if you want to hear my sermons online, uh-huh. just go to my website ZacharyBartles.com. Mm-hmm. In the upper left, there's every one of those like icons that people have. It's, yeah. it's absurd. It's like seven inches of just icons. Nice. Uh, and the final one, the bottom one, is the the universal symbol for podcast. Click that. And it'll bring you to a page that says Gut Check Podcast and my sermon feed, and you can just click it there. Nice. That's Or, or you can go to churchlancing.com and just look at them directly, but who wants to do that? Everyone wants to automate everything, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, 
All right, I'm looking for... Baby, I can't find my manuscript. I'm at my home studio. Do you want me to, you want me to email it to you again? Could you? I actually have a macro where I just hit like <laughs> shift F5 and it just emails. Yeah, I'll email it to you. We That's are funny. on chapter uh, 27, Somehow Boiling yep. Over. Somehow Boiling Over. Fantastic. Right. Um, and my, my home computer, much like the computer I think that you've been using, is about to die. Yeah, so it's old. Yeah, it's a sad thing, isn't it? I got this computer. This is amazing. This will... Uh, this will tickle your 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 dutch heart um i paid 25 dollars for this computer at cornerstone university it was one of those like the id the it department is getting rid of a bunch of crap and um i bought it for 25 bucks and i've used it for like three years it's been a champ that makes me happy um, dude yeah dude yeah me too it makes me really happy i wish i'd bought two of them right yeah then when one talk. of them died you just fire up its twin fire up the next one yeah fire up the twin exactly the thing's like a boat anchor it weighs like 50 pounds it's a laptop but it's like not a nice one but uh it's it's worked it's worked well send without subject okay should be arriving nowish. nice you get it uh, i'm checking mail and the little thing is like spinning around it had to go to space so you know give it a yeah, second yeah this is what it looks like when my computer is almost dying. Shall I start reading? And then yeah. we'll see. Yeah, All start right. reading. So, so it's that time again. We are in uh, Gut Check Literacy Month. This is now week 28. Uh, and we are looking at chapter 27, Somehow Boiling Over, of the smash hit novel Reraptured. The state mandate. <laughs> <laughs> the state-mandated lactation room was the first door <laughs> Father Vincent encountered upon making his escape. He had ducked in, dragging Carol Ann behind him, and there they remain. It is, as the name suggests, chock-full of lactation. <laughs> the Anglican priest is at first confused by the large number of breastfeeding and breast-pumping women at a professional <laughs> football game, but then notices that each of them wears the unlimited-access blue lanyard issued to each ticket holder in the special large families-slash-homeschool section. That makes sense. Strongbow's evangelical star power is what brought all these women to the stadium. Now they're all scowling at Vincent. Trying to look anywhere but breasts, <laughs> Vincent <laughs> gazes into Carol Ann's almost comically large eyes and says, That was intense, wasn't it? Her only response is a tiny lump moving down her throat as she swallows, then nods all but imperceptibly. When Father Vince had arrived at the will call window 20 minutes earlier, he'd blanked on what he was supposed to say. He sputtered for a moment, asking if there were any packages or letters waiting for anyone in particular. Yeah, we've got a whole list of letters and such, the milk toast behind the counter droned. What's the name? Um, Reese, was it? Or Richards? Ruiz! Yeah, is Ruiz on the list? The man straightened involuntarily. Ruiz is always on the list, he said, with just a dash of awe, producing a parcel wrapped in brown paper and tied with twine. The small box contained directions to a conference room off the lower concourse, a key card to gain access to said conference room, a pair of night vision goggles, a small <laughs> blowgun, and a set of instructions that directed him to, one, slip into the room, goggles on, two, kill the lights, three, nail the guard with a dart from the blowgun, and four, make tracks with the girl. In the end, Father Vince had used the taser instead, fearing the dart was probably tipped with some strain of deadly poison. The moment he had zapped the hulk of a man, the taser began recharging with a high-pitched whine. The man was still stirring, so Vincent hit him again before dragging him up into an executive chair and quickly pulling the ropes up over Caroline's head and yanking them down around the one-time guard. He's not sure why he flipped the lights back on as he left. The whole thing was tray invigorating and left him tingling all over. Are you okay, dear? 
Father Vincent is asking. Yes, I'm fine, the young lady answers. <laughs> what little color she has, returning. And you can call me Carol Ann. She smiles. Flowers bloom. Cupid starts spraying the room indiscriminately with arrows, most of which fall on breastfeeding homeschool moms. <laughs> Father Vincent's heart rate doubles. <laughs> He's glad he didn't wear the clerical collar tonight. It turns women off. Well, it turns some women on, but the wrong kind of woman. Carol Ann is the right kind. She's a pure beauty, and he is lost in her eyes like Debbie Gibson. Yes, baby. I love it. Guess what? Hmm. Uh, this finally came through in my studio. Awesome. So, yeah, it was, it was, it was delivered by, uh, by courier to my studio. And now <laughs> Passenger I have pigeon. Passenger pigeon, exactly. That, that'd be Post- really a hipster thing to do, especially since they're in- extinct, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I was trying to think of uh, uh, like Pony Express. I think there that you was, go. The, yeah. was the one. Yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. Max plugs his laptop into the Ethernet port that he spliced off a fiber optic cable in the sub-sub-basement of the stadium. I, I can see your love for, like, lashing an old computer equipment coming through in this chapter. <laughs> Max is me, only taller. <laughs> exactly. The process is harder than it needs to be, honestly. It invo- <laughs> involves a rotary phone, acoustic coupler, analog-to-digital converter... <laughs> Dial-up modem. This is all stuff that I've seen in your house, which is why I'm laughing. (laughs) Six adapters, digital-to-analog converter, and a PCMI LAN adapter. He hacks into the video feed, (laughs) cursing the 56 kpbs limits this system imposes. It's all about being authentic for Max. The lights are back on. He sees via video, and there doesn't appear to be a large number of missing fans, not even from the large family homeschool section. No rapture. Not yet. Dang, he mumbles. (laughs) But wait a minute. Everyone seems to be looking up into the sky, many of them pointing. That's promising. All evening, Max has been expecting the Y2K bug to hit any minute, (laughs) causing the power to go out, planes to come crashing down, and all the dispensationalists to go flying up. He descended into the bowels of the stadium, hoping to kickstart the thing by killing the stadium's power, a feat he accomplished by by writing a patch in in Turbo Pascal and uploading it into the stadium's mainframe. He feels a deep compulsion to hasten, hasten the rapture, to bring it about before Rabbi Pastor and Dr. Van Shrimpy does something crazy that gives the movement a bad name. <laughs> the broadcast feed cuts to a shot of Van Shrimpy and Ted Strongbow standing atop a mass of stadium lights. He feels the same helplessness that grips him when his rapture calculations miss the mark again and again. Why is everyone always one step ahead of Max Darby? Well, to heck with this, he says aloud, slamming the laptop shut and then giving it an awkward kick, sending it skidding along the ground. The rest of his equipment is stashed about 100 yards down the tunnel. The grenade launcher from Josh is amongst it. Max is tired of being the ineffective nerd, the dweeb, the rube, the spazoid. (laughs) It's time to get things done. All right, we'll end it there for this week. This has been Gut Check Literacy Month, and we will see you next time.